Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Darren Williams, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Take our listeners back to the summer of 1996. The thing that jumps out about the summer of 1996 immediately is obviously the Euros. And I can oh, yeah. remember watching those as a kid thinking, oh, we, we, we're a Premier League team now. We're bound, we're bound to sign one of these players. And I think Romania, <laughs> I think, had a goalkeeper called Bogdan Stelia. And the commentator, Stelia, yeah. and the commentator mm-hmm, mentioned yeah. that mm-hmm. we were in for him. And I was like all excited thinking, get out, oh, yes. Yeah. We, we're in for somebody and we've just been mentioned on the national telly and people know who we are. But what we... I guess you were an England fan that summer, Lee, and what's your, yeah. your memory of Euro 96? Where did you watch the games? Uh, I, I think I went on holiday uh, for some of them. But no, 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 it was... And that's the thing, isn't it? So you're watching them thinking... You know, and they were getting linked with teams in the Premier League. So and that's, that's, that, that was the worry, you're thinking, Jesus, some of these <laughs> are going to be playing in the Premier League next season. <laughs> and I, you know, I've got a chance of being playing against them. And again, as sometimes you used to have a beer and nip yourself. It was only three, maybe three years ago. I was playing for Plains Farm on uh, on, on North Mower, mm. and all of a sudden now I'm playing against these world stars who've just been on the world stage and uh, be in the Premier League. So it was it was exciting, but it was a little worrying too. Mm. Well, do you remember what? Do you remember something about Bogdan Celia? Sorry, do you remember something significant about him? No, I think it's in, it's uh, in your it's he, in he your did, ballpark, this Stephen. I think he did turn up. I think he. I think he turned up for a try. <clears throat> did he? 
yeah. I think so. And then we did, uh, and then we did some like strength work where you've gone back to back, sat down in your link arms, and one player's got to push right, your right, and he's got to push your right. So it's a bit of a struggle backwards and forwards. So they teamed him up because you're a big fella. Teamed him up with Bali, and Bali just smashed him. <laughs> and we never and we never seen him again. So whether or not that was it, Bali destroyed him. Uh, well, he had, but, he, uh, had to, he had a two beer. Did he? Did it? He no way. Well, maybe not what? without not with them because I'm sure he had a shaved. He's, he's had yeah. well, maybe, his yeah. maybe he'd given up. Maybe he'd given up. <laughs> Get it on Google. Incredible that thing. But do, do, do you remember who the do you remember who the other goalkeeper? Do you remember the other goalkeeper that we were linked with that summer? No, no, but and we, and we didn't, we didn't, and we didn't get him on a work. It was a work permit, and he went. I wasn't Brad Friedel, was it? Brad oh, Friedel, Brad Friedel yeah. yeah. So it went didn't on he play for, for us in a reserve <laughs> game though? I can't remember. Um, it went on for ages. I'm sure ages. I saw him playing the reserves at Roker for us. It was quite exciting again because he was like you say, a foreign player and American as well, which was even weirder yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, and then, because I, I can remember, it was one of the first times I think I was really fuming as a as a Sunderland fan because he then got the work permit at Liverpool, and it was yeah. like, oh, it's all right for them, isn't it? But like, <laughs> Sunderland can't have it, kind of thing. And he was obviously yeah. turned out to be a really good keeper as well, didn't yeah, he? So, is, yeah. So another one that got away. I mean, I mean, people mm. are talking about like sight. Like, really, it was, it was like uh, that era where you're going in and. I mean, we might do a, a chat about Premier Passions if we all get the chance to re-watch it and people, there's enough appetite for it, maybe we'll do a Premier Passions like deep dive or something. But it's mad, isn't it, when you look at like in that show where Peter Reid and uh, Bobby Saxon are just sat in his office drinking little stubby cans of Budweiser, <laughs> sort of looking through Rothman's books to try and like find players to sign and end up coming up with... Chris Waddle. It's like, well, he didn't really need a Rothman's book really to like <laughs> to like define Chris Waddle. Well, uh, be well, that fair was the first. That was the first ever like virtually fly on the wall documentary yeah, ever yeah, yeah. made, and that yeah. just set the scene. Then look at it now; they're everywhere. But I think, was, I think uh, for a, I think for a club at the top level, because there'd been a couple hadn't there, like Leighton Orient. Yeah, and, yeah. There was a Gillingham one as well, wasn't there? But we were in yeah. the Premier League, which would you know, so it was definitely unique for that. Um, and, and it was great because that started before the season finished, didn't it? As well. Yeah. Um, you well, no, no, it's, it's finished. No, they, it. Well, they came out when we were in the championship. The, I don't think they did. The, you know, it did. It did. It came out when we were in the championship. Really? We can't mm. start before the season's finished because it goes did. on at the end of the season. No, okay, I'm wrong. My memory's wrong on that. Yeah, I thought they did. But, uh, well, what, but, what was that like, Lee? Because like the pressure, like at the time, because what I remember is, um, from then as well. Obviously, we got in the Premier League, and then there was would be there was talk about. Like if you look online, you might be able to find them, um, but there was some really like like talk about extending Roker Park and moving to a new stadium, and then there was talk about moving to like the Nissan site, and then there was like somebody had done like the web like a, there was this draft. Do you remember? It was like one called the Wembley of the North, and it was like somebody had kind of there was this mock-up of Roker Park, and it had like um, the twin like the. The like two, twin towers, the twin the towers outside of, and there was this whole yeah. thing. And then, obviously, when they broke ground on the stadium of light, we got into the Premier League. Um, you know, this thirty-eight thousand seat stadium we're going to be moving into, and it was. It felt as though there was such a, a pressure on. You know, I can't get relegated this season because we're going to be in this new stadium next year. <clears throat> 
and the appetite needs to be there for people to come because obviously when at Roger, even in the season we got promoted, we're still nineteen twenty thousand attendances. So you're talking about doubling your attendances in the same division when you're going down. I mean, did you feel that excitement around that time where it was like, you know, we've got this stadium moving, we're in the Premier League, you know, the Premier League really it's it's really accelerating now as like this platform for all these fantastic players to come in from all over the world. All the best players in the world were playing the starting to play in the Premier League. Um, sort of overtaking Serie A from being that that exotic league to go and play. Yeah. You know, did you feel that at the time where it was like, you know, Nick, we'll have to stay up here because what will happen? But if, if you we remember, Gareth, I mean, we started well. Uh, yeah, we did. Came in and stuff. We started well, and and again, we, we believed, and we were never in the play. So, and then we would have days where we'd go see the stadium after. Yeah. The, the, every stage we would we would go down maybe maybe you know, half a dozen of the players would have a look and just have a bit of a tour this was a and it was more excitement that was yeah. we didn't feel we didn't feel any pressure because we were never ever didn't, even yeah. thought about yeah. being relegated we we was we were playing some good stuff and mm. we always thought we would relegation wasn't as I said wasn't even in our thoughts because we so, started well it was so odd how we got sucked into that relegation well, well, it, it only felt like the last five games where it's, everything seemed fine Yeah, and well, then all of a sudden it was like oh we're in bother we've, we've jumped ahead a bit so we'll, we'll start from the beginning and look at who we brought in that summer so you, you kind of referenced it a little bit there Lee were you, was there a genuine concern for you at this point thinking we're in the Premier League now and this might be a step up too far for me he might bring in he might bring in some some you know Foreign exotic defenders, and I'm going to get pushed. Well, they did. They've been. They brought Young Eriksson and scored against England. I think he was you know, yeah. Swedish international. Uh, I was in Villa so Park when he the, played the, the, his only Premier League game, and he was excellent that day. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I think he, I think he wrote a book. I mentioned something that he, he, he couldn't believe he couldn't get in ahead of me. He was international, <laughs> and I'm a I'm a lad from Thorny Close. But uh, <laughs> I always, I think for me as well is, and I think really, and I was. I, I played with a bit of passion and stuff like that. It meant more to me than anybody, as I say, than, than Eriks and stuff. I remember that season because I'd actually was out of contract when, the year we went up. I was out of contract and I went to see Reedy. Uh, but Reedy was like, you read me plans, you know, you can play both again, utility, you, 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 you're, you're worth keeping, Lee, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, you'll do a job for us. And that was it. And that's what I was saying, as I suppose, I, I, I was... A good squad players again. I would, I would always wanted to be a regular, but you know, realistically, I was going to just be used either if somebody got injured, I was a centre half. If somebody needed me centre forward, I was a centre forward. They could have stuck with you know, in the days. If I was going to get in goal, I was going to go in goal. It was it was one of them where I, I'd, have, I'd have played anywhere. So, really, and uh, Bob had real belief in us, and I felt it. So I, I, I wasn't worried. Again, you always you always think of the step up, how good they are. But you just wanted to rub shoulders with them just to test test me. Is that good enough? Is that good enough? And before long, you, you thought, Do you know what, we belong here, and I think we believed that after after about six or seven games. Mm. Well, he brought in. We 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 talked about it in the in the, in the last season. That he didn't fancy Alex Chamberlain, obviously. Um, we couldn't get the share given thing done. Whether, as Gareth said, there we wouldn't pay what they were asking for, it, which was a massive mistake in hindsight. I think I think he um, only went for like one point one million or something. I think he moved in the end, given, and we wouldn't pay like the one point one million. I'm yeah. sure or something like it was ridiculous. Well, we and obviously in, we, we, it was a protected thing for keepers. As we mentioned, um, Friedel, Stelier. 
you know, there must well, have been a problem. Tony Corton's who we brought in. <clears throat> yeah, obviously yeah, we did, yeah. At the time of recording at the club again now in a scouting capacity. But he was a big name as well. He was he, he was well known in the game, Tony Corton. Yeah. Um, yeah. And eventually Lionel Perez did come in uh, as well. But the, 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 the attacking reinforcements, Lee, Alex Rea was the first million pound signing for Sunderland, yeah. um, who'd been... It was well known for scoring from midfield for Millwall. I can remember he, yeah. he was very well known in the game at that point. And Niall Quinn, obviously, um, one point three million. There were question marks. You know, as he, he was seen as a bit of a veteran at the time, and as he a bit past it, he his first couple of games against Leicester, he got a disallowed goal he at the bar. We drew nil nil. Then he scored yeah. a couple at Forest, and we won four yeah. one. And it was massive, massive blow for us that he got injured quite early into his. Sunderland yes, I think I'm not sure if it was Coventry somewhere. He just turned Coventry, and yeah. done his cruise ship. He just done his cruise ship. Uh, it was West Ham on the telly, I think, wasn't it? With Drew Nils. I, 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 Co- I, no, I think it was Coventry. I think it was Coventry. Was it really? Yeah. Whatever it is, but we can get on that stamp cat, whatever it's called. But I, uh, <laughs> but I, I do remember that. I remember where it was on the pitch exactly. He just, he just, he just fell, uh, and it was a huge blow because. Again, as as we know now, he was a massive character around the place, Quinny. Huge, huge. You know, he just he just he'd been there, done it all, and so far, and he was just he was just full of confidence, all this, always, and it just it just spread throughout the throughout the team. And TC as well, Tony Corton, again, been there, done that. Stewie was in the dressing room. These were big characters that just that just helped us along the way. And to to lose Quinny then was. Uh, was tough. Was a tough shout. You're right. It was the Coventry game. Steve, I remember Steve Agnew scored a great goal in that Coventry game with the outside of his foot, like a volley mm. from a corner. But uh, but yeah, you, he you, was one of the ones who people like, thought it, was going to get replaced. Quinny, Quinny probably the well is Quinny arguably the best money the club has ever spent. One point three million, and look, look what he's given like given back over the years to Sunderland. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so, and that's n- just not, not even in the football sense either. You know, for what he exactly. did for the community, everything exactly. is just, exactly. just, is just immense. Right. Steve, Stephen's gone? disappeared. Stephen, he's gone missing, and we're all just sitting here. So right. this well, is he, this he's gonna, he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back and um, like go over this. So let's, let's just like, I'm looking at it here. Oh, here right. he is. <laughs> I'm looking at it here, right. <laughs> And if Statcat is correct, when did we drop into the bottom three? I think last game of the for season. The first, for the first time. Was that last right? Game of the, season? the last the last game of the season. Yeah. We were no, never crazy, no, isn't it? We no. were we uh, were Liverpool we were never lower. April the thirteenth of Liverpool at home, we dropped it eight. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. That was only sorry, so yes, you're right. The second so only the second time. We're in the we're bit we're in the bottom three twice that season. And that that was it. And obviously, it was a record sort of high number of points, it was wasn't it, time, for, yeah. for a relegated well, side? I remember when we went to Villa in in, in January, I think, yeah. Feb, first of February, and lost one nil. Played really, we battered them, and we were all over them. And Jan Eriksson played, and he played well. And then we never seen yeah. him again. Um, and the decline scored. Yeah, it was a deflected goal. Yeah, the decline started from there, but. Um, you you you, you said just... you said there, Lee. So going into Christmas that year, we were like yeah. we were like eleventh. You yeah. know, mid table didn't seem like it was a problem. Team spirits good. I mean, Chelsea came with all of their um, star players and was swatted 
to one side. 3-0, we beat them. Yeah, the Chelsea game was a significant one, really, wasn't it, for, for Bolly in particular, because he scored that brilliant header. Um, and he was great that season. Obviously, he got player of the season, didn't he? So player we didn't really mention enough in, in part one, perhaps, because Peter Reid um, took him out of defence and turned him into a midfielder. And you know, it changed the way we all looked at him, and, and uh, we figured out actually he was a, he was a pretty decent player, and none more so in this game uh, when he stood out and he capped it off by scoring a stunning goal as well. For Ruud Hullet and his expensive Italians, a bad hair day all round at Roker Park. First, a bizarre own goal off Dubry's back. Craig Russell looked rather sheepish. Sunderland were sharper and hungrier, and their second goal was worth waiting for. And suddenly, all grey. The first touch took him a little bit wide. And the cross converted splendidly by Kevin Ball. Chelsea heads were dropping by now, and Sunderland completed an emphatic win thanks to Kelly's neat pass and Craig Russell's finish. Roker roared, even Peter Reid was smiling. 
and that ended up in a fight because the wives <laughs> were fighting with some other wives on another in another party in another room, <laughs> and, and that and that got stopped. So we're like, what can we do? So he says, look, let's let's go into Sunland. You know. So again, as I say, there was a, quite a few of us injured. So uh, Barley was Madonna. Uh, there was a few few great outfits, and again, I think Cunny was a monk. Uh, TC Tony Corton was uh, Long John Silver. And we ended up we ended up in idols, been drinking all night, all day. We ended up in idols, and unfortunately, uh, Audie's missus was out. Audie's wife was out, uh, and I think some lad had gotten a little bit too close to Audie's missus. Uh, another party, another another just sat of some lads, and the next thing I know, it's just like we're outside. All hell broke loose outside. There was a massive fight. So we're all dressed up, and I'm, I'm full 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 Batman. <laughs> I've got the body latex suit, the big mask, the ears, the lot. I'm full Batman. And we go and have the biggest fight amongst the fans. Uh, Audie's a mountie. He's dragging a lad out of a taxi. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, and it was all caught on CCTV. Beautiful. <laughs> How did so that we release the tapes? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we all end up, uh, there was about four or five was called into Reedy's office with the police. Unbelievable. Uh, they just they just they just warned us about our behaviour within <laughs> within town. But that, they had the video, they had the CCTV. Tell you what, there's some there was some good performances from the lads that night. They were not going to feel out. It was a great. So uh, they need uh, rele- these tapes need to be brought to the public <laughs> eye now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was uh, yeah. I, to be fair, I was I had the Batman on, so I was unseen. I just do uh, who was Batman. I just came in, hear a few, and then left. <laughs> Just like Batman, I guess. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah so uh, yeah, the part <laughs> always Christmas parties were uh, eventful, very eventful. <laughs> Couldn't do it now, could you? The social media <laughs> aspect no, of it. It's good. Yeah, CCTV. Then, then it was. I mean, now it was just cameras. You kind of get away with murder. Yeah. I mean, there's some yeah. of the stuff that we, we did our Christmas parties. Uh, yeah, just yeah. yeah how did uh, um, how did Peter Reid react to that, Lee? He was all right. Pete, Pete, and that's the difference between other managers. Peter just went, I don't, I don't care what you do. You know, as long as you turn up here on the training, you train hard, you play hard. And, I, it's, it's, and then, but then he'd say, I didn't want the police come knocking. But obviously the police, but yeah. he'd, he'd seen the video and I think he was quite happy that we all stuck together and you know, fended for ourselves. And you know, <laughs> in the end, I think we actually won the fight. So I think he was pretty <laughs> proud of us in the end, unofficially. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 on back to the league. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to blame. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to blame yeah. that for the decline after Christmas League. Um, but but uh, we was just so comfortable, man. And after that Villa game, we went on a bit of a losing streak. I can remember losing four 0 at Orton Spurs. Yeah, um, I think we remember that. We were four 0 at half game? time. Yeah, it was yeah, a night yeah. game, wasn't it? Yeah. We were 4 0 down. Because my dad left early, yeah. I remember him turning up home. He scored a hat record, didn't he? Eva, sure Everson, yeah. yeah. And, but after that, we beat Man United 2 1. Ah, this was the only game I missed all season, the bloody best yeah, one. Yeah, my dad did as well. Um, That's we, funny that. I, like. was in, I was in France with the school. I was in, I was in fifth year senior, so year 11 now. And yeah. we were in Paris and. Um, Watched it on there, like the French equivalent of Match the Tear. It would show you the oh, French. God. It would show you the French fixtures, and then it would come and show you the the game of the day from England. Which I, was bet they, I, bet, I bet they were glad we won, so the patio furniture was safe, like Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> that was, I mean, you know, Man, you won the league that year. 
So, you know, put in perspective. Oh, it was a massive wow, result. We won 2 1, and it was the 8th of March. The Man U team was Peter Schmeichel, Gary Neville and Dennis Irwin, Phil Neville and David May, Ronnie Johnson, David Beckham, Carol Poborski, Eric Cantona, Brian McLeod, Jordi Cruyff. Solskjaer come off the bench, Andy Cole come off the bench. Ryan Giggs was on the bench, so. That, that not was a bad my team. New team. That's a my new team that we beat two one. Did you? At what point did you start to worry, Lee? Because, um, uh, as Gav said, we've been mid table for so long, and then after that, my yeah. new game, we're we're fifteenth, and we'll kind of stay around fifteenth and sixteenth, but we just can't seem to put a couple of wins together. Yeah, as I said, we, I, I think we were playing well, but again, it was just the lack of goals. Uh, we were still missing Quinny because Quinny had actually come back and started yeah. train and did his other crew shoot in training. So he was out again. Yeah. Uh, so again, it, it pushed us. It pushed us back. But it was uh, it was when Quinny came back, we, we had, and that's for me was the the, the, the running in terms of uh, the last home games that we had. Uh, we had was it, this, uh, was it the Southampton s- game? He came back for South. Yeah. So he came back for the Southampton game. Uh, we then, I think we, uh, in fact, no, I said I think we played uh, Nottingham Forest first. Then we played Southampton, and so then we, we had Everton. So Forest was the, was was the game we played Forest at home before Newcastle away. Um, that was Chris Waddle's debut Forest at home. So he yeah. was brought in as a signing from from Bradford, and yeah. it was it was ridiculous for Bradford. It was ridiculous he wasn't still in the Premier League anyway. Um, that will always, in my mind, be the game where we knock things up because Forest got relegated that yes. season. We were winning yeah, 1-0 yeah. and then Des Little equalised. We, yeah. we should have been 5 and 6. It, it was it was a ridiculous game. Which, which, I mean, I was playing at the back then. I, I played. I think I played the last 5 or 6 games at the end of the season at centre-back and we, we were winning e comfortably. I mean, it was it was a it was a very comfortable one win and 1-0. They just never even got anywhere near the goal and, and then yeah. I think it was the last last few minutes he, the strike that, that Little's never scored a goal no, ever he little, just, yeah. I think it's a bit of a cross shot that goes through a couple of legs and buries itself in the bottom yeah, corner I remember then, heartbroken it, that, was, it was like you said never even scored for me it was a little full back he played right back didn't he yeah, and it yeah. was 86 minutes that equaliser that's um, when I started to worry a bit because mm. things weren't going our way we should have won that game and if we, I think if we won that game I think we'd have stayed up that, that I, yeah. to me was the I agree that, that was, that's the way I that remember the, it I remember that yeah. thinking at the time I will always always put it back to that Forest game where we, we were struggling to get points on the board and we we, yeah. we couldn't put them away so good place in that Forest yeah, we team went we, went we, had a few, we had a few against teams like at the bottom like down the bottom at the end of the season where we just couldn't couldn't beat them Finish could we no, no. no I mean we went to the Mags after that again yeah, live yeah. Norway fans supposedly uh, <laughs> and for that first I think for about an hour we we battered Newcastle yeah Heslop's got made a hell of a save against me had a good NIE he saved it and we went well, obviously 1-0 up uh, I think I think Ned may have played that game and I think Ned may be missed a couple of chances uh, I think Barley had a good chance I mean it was yeah, we had about three or four really good chances before they equalised last again, really late on with Shaver. And Peter Reid had tried to address the attack and sort of um, deficiency by this point, because we said there the game before that was Forrest and Chris Waddle made his debut. Alan Johnson made his debut at St James's Park. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got Johnson and 
and Waddle on the wings then. Mickey Gray and Martin Smith have been our wingers all season. Young players who perhaps would you see... I mean, Mickey Gray scored against um, did, yeah. against yeah, Newcastle. Russell. It was a good yeah, goal. Did, yeah. Would you? Martin Smith, perhaps, Lee, um, had such a massive reputation as a young player in the division below that and never quite did it in the Premier League that season for us. No, no. I, I, again, I think... It's tough. It's 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 a tough slog at times playing football. It's it, it is hard, even though you think that it's it's. And I think Smudge just again, it just never quite happened. It never really took off for him. He never really got again another run in a team. He was in and out and, and never really again. It, it, we talked about a lot of time and it's it's talked about a lot. Is his confidence and and I, I think Smudge just didn't quite have it that season. Even though he's an, an unbelievable player, it just never quite worked for him. And. That Newcastle game, it was 30 minutes before the end when Shearer equalised for Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look at the Newcastle team. Hislop Barton, Robbie Elliott, David Batty, Darren Peacock, Steve Watson, Keith Gillespie, Robert Lee, Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, David Ginola was the Newcastle team. Faustino Aspria came on a sub. Yeah. <laughs> Not a I remember play, I remember playing with Audi next to us, and Audi must have been about 10 foot away. And obviously you're trying to talk across the line and stuff. And I remember trying to scream at Audi, and he couldn't hear one word. The noise, yeah. The no- it was. And again, like the, when you're playing derby matches, sometimes there's lulls in different games, and you can talk. Mm. The derby matches, there's no lull. The noise is just non-stop. It's just just noise, and it's bloody loud noise as well. I'm and telling away, you, it's very very fan, difficult to communicate. And away yeah. fans were banned, weren't there, from the from the yeah. derby games. Well, when we scored, we could see a few. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they lasted long in the ground. No. But uh, once we scored, you could you could just see pockets pop up everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, even by that point, you know, we 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 then lose at home to Liverpool. Did I did I read in your book, Lee? And that's the first time you'd maybe questioned your own, yeah, your own sort of ability. I mean, the Liverpool. Too, so we. This this was the first time Gareth mentioned earlier that we dropped into the bottom three. We'd managed to avoid that all season. Liverpool, I think, finished third that season or something, or maybe even yeah. second. And that it was, was a real yeah. It was a sunny April day. I mean, it was warm, uh, and we seen their team, and we just thought they're just playing a foul over up front. Well, he's Matt the team. He's, he's the team. Jim, David James, Rob Jones, um, sticking Bjornaby, um, Bjorn Karma. Don't remember him. Um, Mark Wright. Steve Harkness, Steve McManaman, Jamie Redknapp, Robbie Fowler, Michael Thomas, John Barnes, Michael Owen, and Patrick Berger on the bench. <laughs> yeah, not a bad bench, is it? And uh, yeah, so we just thought they were going to play a Fowler front. So I says, I'll, I just says to Audi, I'll go man Mark Fowler. You maybe sweep a little bit, you know, just to cover. Let me let me go really close. But then the but when we came to the game, it was uh, they played McManaman and Fowler up front with uh, Barnes, Johnny Barnes, in, in right in the hole. They just played two touch, and it was the quickest two touch, and it was in back spin. Honest, they ran. We never got a kick. I mean, it was just, a, and they were so good. And and again, you just think, right, I'm gonna put one on Fowler or something. I'm just gonna need the kicks. So just it was just one touch, and they were gone. Just couldn't get near them. Uh, and again, I, I think we were getting beat one nil, and should have been many more again. And then we, I come in the dressing room and just sat down. The sweat is absolutely pouring off me, and I just sat there and I just thought. They're, they're ripping me ass out there. I'm just not even getting anywhere near. And that was when you just think, I'm just they're just too good for us. Just too good. Just too good. <clears throat> You're talking about three. I mean, world class players, really, though. There. I mean, 
McManaman went on to win the Champions League with uh, with Real Madrid, and I think people, you know, people remember Beckham as that the, the brand name export, but McManaman was an absolutely unbelievable footballer. Wasn't he? I mean, he was genuinely world class. I think he's quite underrated, actually. Yeah, no, he's, he he's, 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 yeah, he he's definitely great. one who people remember more fondly. At the time, probably wasn't as appreciated as he should be. Definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, he, and he, then, he was in that. He, he was playing wing back for England, remember, and probably not in his favourite position at that time as well. When in the Euro '96, obviously, he was in him mm-hmm. and Anderton, weren't they? Were the wing backs? I seem to recall, but. Yeah, and Gary yeah, Neville was being a third centre half at the, the time, <laughs> so which is uh, you know thinking back is strange. But you what like I remember, I remember I, they had that horrible cream away kit. That's what I remember. Liverpool. Yeah, I've got green. that. That's the only thing I can. I liked it as well. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. That was horrible. Cream and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite. I thought it was all right. Like it was horrible. <laughs> Seen well, worse. After that, we go to Middlesbrough, and um, Darren good, Williams. Yeah. Well, Darren Williams is. Hasn't long signed for Sunderland, and then that that's a relegation class a clash because um, Middlesbrough, despite all the money they have spent, despite the side and the players they had, um, yeah. it's 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 at the Riverside. It's Middlesbrough Sunderland, and it's a crucial relegation clash. Yes, uh, massive <clears> game. We knew we knew it was going to be a big game. Uh, again, I think lads lads really up for it, uh, and we knew. When you were in a relegation fight, then I think that's obviously the realization was we're in this, lads, and uh, and this is yeah the classic yeah six pointer, uh, and uh, it was Ravenelli and uh, the Danish lad up front Beck. Beck. Oh yeah, he hit and the I, post. I, I remember. Mem- yeah, mm. and I remember meeting Ravenelli and not getting the drinks in, so I wasn't very happy. So. <laughs> so I was, I was going to I was going to hit him with a couple anyway I knew that he was going to get a couple offers uh, but he just stood there he just stood there and told Beck you run you run I'll go in the box and he did he did. He, did. he never that's why they were down he never never lifted a leg Ravenelli never lifted a leg that Mike Mikel Beck was running all the channels he was running everywhere but uh, yeah and then I think Waddle sticks a second half first half first half Waddle sticks a, a crossing a free kick and I'm just about to head it, and Darren just comes flying in front of us, and boom, goal. Brilliant. Meanwhile, there's no rest for Borough. A crucial premiership showdown with rival Sunderland follows three days later. And Beck could be clear. Defenders trailing in his wake. It's Mikel Beck, and it hit the post. Beck did everything right, and was denied by the upright. Now, what can he conjure? Williams! Darren Williams for Sunderland against his hometown club, and who should set it up but the man bought to bring a few goals and to bring some guile to a struggling side, Chris Waddle. We were playing really well, we were dominating, and then the second half they put on Janinho. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> That boy, I've never. Well, he looked like he looked like a little lad playing, but mm. he just ran with the ball. He just couldn't get it off him. And the Will, times Will, Williams, just... you know, we spoke to Darren a lot about this, and he was only playing a man mark, Janino. Yeah, and then Janino was on the bench. Up, right? Yeah, right. But when he came on, Darren, could, we were just screaming, just effing kick him. Just <laughs> we just couldn't get it. 
just kick him, just kick him. And that's all we kept saying. And then he kept bouncing over. You know, it was like you know, knee-high tackles were coming, and he was just jumping over them. It was, just, it was, it was incredible, incredible to watch. It just it was just a pity I was I was trying to keep him out because I would have probably have enjoyed the performance, but I was up. He he was as dangerous as hell, lightning quick. What a player he was. It's quite but, bad. Uh, but it's, not a good refle- it's not a good reflection on Middlesbrough. They got relegated with that team because they had they spent some money and they had some good players in that team. Yeah, but, didn't it, they got well, Emerson as well, didn't they? Emerson, was it Emerson? Yeah. Well, if they played the game against Coventry, they would have stayed up. Blackburn, regardless. Oh, I forgot oh, about Blackburn, that. I, Blackburn, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, that played, yeah, thing. The, the, yeah, they basically got docked three points, which would have, you know, yeah, of course. They, they, they would have stayed up if they. Um, if they just played, even if they'd lost the game, they would have stayed up um, mm. without the points deduction. So, you know what else is funny though is, is thinking these players like you were saying there, Waddles stuck it in and Williams has scored and he's not long signed. And it's like in these days of January transfer windows and stuff, you were still signing players in the running. Like, yeah. well, you forget running, that so there's a March, quite, yeah. March 31st was it? I mean, well, I think so. Was, yeah, I think I that's mean, right. So obviously, you know, we talked before Lee about. Um, you know the injuries, and obviously we were linked with players, but it did feel as though it just never. Obviously, we got Alan Johnston in, we signed Darren Williams. Um, but I mean, Alan Johnston, relative unknown in in that's absurd. Unknown playing. at the time, they weren't big big no, signings. But like, no, no, no. we were trying to get Thomason, didn't we? Who, mm. But he wanted forty grand a week, so he didn't sign him. Um, Bit of a ter- bullet was, dodged he, in the he, end. He, he, well, yeah, exactly. He was terrible. Well, he was and he wasn't because he was excellent. Well, he was great. He was great for back, uh, PSV, wasn't it? He? he went um, and it was like a bit of a legend. I think it was a PSV. I think um, he did all right in Milan as well. Obviously, yeah, Milan, he was yeah, crap yeah. where it, crap at Newcastle, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but they, I think Newcastle signed him this summer in '97. <laughs> so basically, yeah. we, you know, the, we were trying to get him in the March. But you know what? I mean, what was it? What was it like in the dressing room at the time? Knowing obviously with the injuries, you needed these reinforcements. Um, you know what? What's it like in that group where you're like, are we going to get anybody in? And whether any, whether whether any think... name, whether any names being floated about that we might not know about that might come in. You know that didn't happen. Aside from obviously we talk about Gascoigne's goals, Cole, yeah. Thomason. Obviously, Harazzi's the famous one. You know that we didn't. Oh sign. yeah. It was dark out because at the time when you're in it, you don't really take much notice of what's going out outside of our bubble. It was like it's just us, yeah. And again, a lot of the paper talking, some of some of it, as you all know, some of it's absolute tosh and rubbish. You know what I mean? So it was just, and that was our mentality. It was just, this is the lads we've got. This is what we'll probably end up with. If we get anybody else in, great. But, but generally, we, we we didn't think of anybody else coming in. And then obviously we had Quinny coming back, and you know, Paul Stewart was getting fit. So some of the lads who were injured, we were starting to get them back anyway. So what didn't seem a bit of a, a huge need. And again, even though we were starting to be, get concerned towards the last few games because we were we were in it, we always believed that we'd get out of it. We'd always believed that we wouldn't get relegated. Mm. We, we we had a belief that we, we'd get out of it because we were a good side. He took a lot of criticism, yeah. Reid, for not signing the centre forward, though, didn't he? Because nobody was scoring a lot of goals for us. I think our top scorer there was like four of them on five goals four, or something. Four or five, yeah. Four or five four goals, goals, and that was it. Yeah, which is terrible, really, yeah. from an attacking point was, of view. And, and, and ultimately, that's why we went down because yeah. we were a good side who created chances, but we didn't score many, unfortunately. Well, and that, he, that was. We, even if you look at the promotion season, we 
We only scored we about sixty. Score. We yeah. only scored about sixty goals, and I think we conceded thirty <laughs> odds. So we weren't heavy scorers. And obviously, we've talked about this previously, where obviously the Redden game was the the day where we went from being this sort of functional unit to being an open attacking force that scored a bucket load of goals over a course of a number of seasons with Kevin Phillips and Niall Quinn. Um, but before that, we were a very functional 4-5-1 in the Premier League, particularly forwards playing in wider areas to supplement that initially. People like Michael Bridges and playing in midfield. I remember David Kelly playing on the wing, things like that. Um, you know, we, we weren't a, you know, we weren't an attacking team at all. Um, no. We're a very defensive team. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I agree. But and, and <coughs> we mentioned the Forest game as being the big one, but there was another one lay after Middlesbrough, and we had Southampton at home, who were also down yeah. there. And again, yeah, if, if we'd won that, but yeah. we lost, we lost one nil. Mm. And no, again, I think it was a. A big relief that Cunny was back again. Probably not hundred percent fit. He definitely was. Obviously, game, much much fitness was uh, was something he didn't have at the time. But uh, he's such a big influence that he obviously he played. Uh, but you I just come remember, on a, you come on a sub after twenty minutes, twenty two minutes for yeah, Alan Johnson. Yeah. Well, we uh, me and uh, we got. I think we got took to the uh, the Washington Hotel. Uh, before the game, it was like we we'll all meet up because it was a big game. Obviously, we all, we'll all, we'll all, I think it was a mid midweek game. Yeah, it was. Must have been. Uh, so we all went to the hotel for like a, uh, a bit of lunch, you know, just just to be together and stuff. And me and Audi used to always room, room together, and we had an inkling that Quinny wasn't playing, and me and Audi weren't happy. You know, I just thought he, we need him. You know, we really, really need him to play with. I can imagine, I can remember me and him not, not being very happy about really uh, not picking him. Uh, but again, he, he, he come on. But I uh, no, I just remember a floating ball come over, and it's just just I try to get on it, and it's just going over the top of my head. And uh, Svensson was it Svensson? Uh, oh, that a player of fun? Yes, uh, they definitely had a player called that. Aye, for yeah. Southampton, Stad scored. Oh, Ostenstad, sorry, Ostenstad, yeah. sorry. I think it was. Yeah, uh, but anyway, they did he, have a lad called Svensson. So yeah. But I remember him being in between. He got in between me and uh, Darius. And as the ball just drifted over the top of my head, he's just come in, one touch, and st- stuck it away. And that was their only chance. Mm. I remember Quinny had a couple did of chances. I hit the bar, bar did, that night. Did you? I yeah, thought Quinny hit the, I hit the bar, bar as well, didn't he? I hit the bar. It was a corner, and I've just flicked it near your post, and it's come off, it's come off right on the angle. Uh and again, coming this, we come in the sec, come out the second half, and it was like, come on! And it was, I mean, the noise and stuff, and it was, we, we again, we just couldn't score. The frustration mm-hmm. after the game, frustration was horrendous. And because t- we, because that was it. We just, yeah, it, it just that same old not scoring again, just was come back to bite us. And it took us into the final ever league game at Hope Rock Park. How much yeah. of that could you really? Get invested in because you're in a relegation battle. There's only two games left. Yeah. You know, had we been sitting mid-table, you might have been discussing this a lot, a lot more. The fact that we're going to leave Roker Park, move into a new ground. But I'm guessing that that just took a, a back seat because you, you, you're in a relegation battle, and that, that's that's all you can think about, really. I'm guessing. No, no, Billy Hardy was fighting on the night, so we were thinking about that as well. Oh yes, Prince Nazim. <laughs> yeah. So we're we... trying to organise that. There was a minibus afterwards. We were all going to go down and watch it. So <laughs> we 
we just took it as a as another game. We knew it was going to. We knew it was a big game. We knew it was a massive game. But you know, if you get if you get too absorbed with what it was, it just it would be horrendous. You know what I mean? But I you, just think but you were the nerves like, would get you. You're a Sunderland family as well, so you you went to yeah. Rocker Park as a kid. So did you not just you know sit into uh, this is the last ever league game at Rocker Park and I'm playing in it? It was my memory was. Like people think about Roker Park, and we've spoken about this before, but people think about Roker Park in a very romantic way, which is fair enough. Mm. But it was a shithole mm. by the end, and oh, most people, most yeah. people, I can't remember anybody who didn't want to leave and move into a new stadium. Mm. You know, no, the, I, 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 I don't think that. Like you, you hear your things now. They're moving, and they'd be hell on. You know, different clubs that don't want to move and stuff. And but, but we, I, I don't think anybody. I couldn't oh. remember any, not one person saying, <laughs> no, 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 let's, there was no way we could build on it. Where it was, was a, was a nightmare to get to, you know, it was, you know, to get in or get out was a, was a, was a shocker. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it didn't really hit me, I suppose, until I was stood in the tunnel and the, with the game, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a Premier League game and I'm, I'm Mark and Duncan Ferguson, uh, again, so you're just thinking, yeah, I'm going to be up for a game here, uh, and this, this is it. This, 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 this is. I, I, I suppose, in terms of uh, how uh, immense it was, in terms of the last game, and I was going to be, I'm going to be part of it. That really didn't hit. I just thought, right, here we go. The last game at Roger Park, win this, and we'll probably stay up. And, and I think it was the the staying up, as in, let's win this game first and foremost. We'll worry about everything else after that. Uh, and just, just went out with me chest stuck up and thinking, right. I, I just knew I was going to be in with a massive tussle with Duncan Ferguson, so virtually most of my thoughts was on that. He got booked off for 36 minutes. Was that for something he did to you? Yes, <laughs> I believe so. I'd, I'd, I'd gone out on the back of him and just give him a big elbow on the back of the neck, and then I got the ball afterwards, and he just, I think he just, he just tried to launch us a little bit of a clip, and and, and then I just went down, and it was, uh, it was a bucket. But uh, yeah, we had a few verbals. And then until around about the second half, we were winning quite comfortably then, and they offered him out. <laughs> bad, bad decision. <laughs> uh, Regretted yeah. it as soon as the words came out of my mouth. <laughs> what was his response? <laughs> he just looked at us and he went off, well, in his Scottish accent, he just said he's in the tunnel. And did he say you're in the tunnel? No, I, I stayed out for quite a while. <laughs> Because obviously there was a lap of honours to do. I think actually Everton, by the time I got, I think actually Everton had left. <laughs> Surprised he wasn't still waiting, to be honest. <laughs> I'll yeah, make my own so, way back. <laughs> no, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd got hold of uh, Darren Williams and uh, start writing Darren Williams' face. And I just called him an effing Scottish, wherever he was, pick on somebody own size, and I, I'll have you. We'll have it. And, uh, and he went... Well, okay. well, you can imagine the expletives but he says, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in the tunnel. And Sutherland win that game comfortably 3-0. Paul Stewart started it all with a penalty in front of a really nervous Roker Park. Paul Stewart did the business and Roker Park breathed a mighty sigh of relief. What old Julie supplied it with this free kick. His first goal in the Sunderland shirt, the roar was deafening. Waddle had a hand in the third goal too. His cross headed home by a substitute, Alan Johnston. <clears throat> it's it's, it's a yeah, it's a game. 
it's almost inevitable you're gonna you're not gonna mess well. If anyone was gonna mess up playing the last ever league game somewhere, it would be Sunderland. But you know, again, this was frustrating in that it was a reminder of what the team was capable of, and this should have been a par performance of the season, really. Um, we we we, we played that well. Say we actually <laughs> played that well a lot of times in the season. And it just we scored goals, and it was we were just on this wave of excitement. And and the the Walker Park that day was probably the best. For me, it was just it was joy. Even being promoted the season before, uh, but winning and winning in style against a really good Everton side and the fan, it just it, it did. You just felt as though you were floating. I mean, it was just you were just so high. I mean, I don't care. I've never took drugs and stuff like that, but I tell you what, if that that must be the feeling because there is some there was some serious serious highs on that pitch that that, that day. And was that when the first time you really? could understand what was happening after the game when the pressure's off you've won the game was that when it, it was six starting to sink in and you start to embrace actually what's happening here this is the last time we'll ever play a competitive game here yeah because everybody start pinching stuff <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did yeah, you pinch was, uh, what did you pinch Lee I, I got the uh, the home and the way uh, placards nice and I'll and I'll uh, and I'll show you because I cannot say because if you put on the podcast, the police might come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, class! Nice, brilliant, that they? Really, really nice. It was that was in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Stripped it bare, and, and, and Barley pestered me non-stop for that. <laughs> he still doesn't know why I've got it. You have to some. You might have to edit some of this out, lads. No, no, it's on, it's on you. That's Stephen. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's seen anything. <laughs> So yeah, no, we're fine. I remember uh, when it got demolished. I went down and, and had a brick out of it. Like <laughs> it's just like a brick. It could have been from anywhere. It's not anywhere. quite as uh, exciting as stripping the boardroom bare. Like didn't didn't get that as a as eleven year old kid. <laughs> Can you? So it's interesting for you in your age and Craig. Because and again, myself and Gareth have spoken about this in a podcast before. I was sixteen at this point. It was the summer I left school um, when suddenly I left Rocker Park, but. I'd been gone for eight years, maybe. And mm. you know that eight years is a very long time when you're a kid. And um, It is. If I shut my eyes, I can, I, can, I can remember everything about it. In the full end, the smells, where the toilets were, where the little um, stalls were, where I used to go and buy me bottles of pop. Everything. Like, what's your memory like, Craig? Because you, you were obviously younger than the rest of us then. Right. I didn't get to go in that season at all. I remember crying my eyes out at the end of that Wimbledon game, though, listening to it on the radio. We'll get on to that in a second, I suppose. But all of my memories of Roker blur into one. Like I said before, I used to go in a Roker end, with, uh, sorry, the full end, when my dad and my granddad used to go sometimes. There's these big concrete, like, plinths. And I used to just get plonked on one of them. Or I'd be on my dad's shoulders, on my granddad's shoulders. I'd get passed around, basically. I probably didn't really want to be there because I was only like five, six year old. Didn't really know what was going on. We weren't very good, I don't think, at the time. Uh, then I used to go in the clock stand with the kids' club. That was that was fun. Sometimes my sister would take us because she's about ten years older, a bit more. She used to take us in the main stand, but it's it, I can't like remember anything other than a Craig Russell goal. There's just this one Craig Russell goal I can remember. Everything else, it, it could be one game, and it's really weird because. As soon as we move into the stadium of light, 
I can remember distinct games. So there must be something about a certain age of each where mm. memories start to kind of yeah. formulate a little bit more clearly. Because yeah. th- those early 90s games, mid-90s, it, it, they're happening in this, because when you were talking about that Spurs game and that Man United game, it's really funny that they, they stick in my memory as my dad never used to leave early but he got home early from the Spurs game because we were doing so bad and he just he couldn't be bothered with it. And we, we went to a wedding uh, for the Man United game, so he couldn't go to that either. So those two games really stick in the mind, but obviously I was unlucky. I didn't get to go to the last game or anything like that. I missed out on that, unfortunately. I went, did, I went to the last game at Roger Park, but I, did, I only went in these, in these two years we talked about. You know what was weird? Before 95, 96... I don't know if it's just a, a change in circumstance for my dad or whatever, because obviously you, you're too young to think about it, maybe. And mm. my parents had been divorced a few years before, um, and obviously used to go to my dad's on the weekend, you know, as is tradition with these situations. Um, and we used to go to the game like all the time. So like before '95, '96, we'd just go like we didn't have season tickets, but we'd go to the games, and it was it was. Did you used to go in the Roger end as well? I used to go. I used to go on the Roger end. So when I started, that's when probably I went, why you did. You stopped going. <laughs> when, when I went, getting soaked. Yeah, when I went, my brother and me, um, where we sometimes go in the in the uh, main, like the main stand, so with the wooden seats. Yeah. Sometimes as well, um, but I remember like when we were kids, it must have been quite cheap to get in, and we used to just go and like. Knock around under one of the floodlights, um, <laughs> and like just piss about, and like never watch the match. Yeah. Um, and then like as I got <laughs> older, I used to I never used to like football, and then like but we used to go because my dad took us and took me me and my brother. And then like as I got older, I started to, like I remember just sitting on the step, sitting on the terrace. There was, there was yeah. plenty of room to sit on the terrace then because you only get about eleven, twelve thousand people in the in the Roker. and then. Um, I remember every time we got a corner, everyone would be like, like you know, like roaring and that. And like I used to think, like, I hope something good happens here because then, like, mm. it won't be like a miserable Saturday evening. <laughs> but I remember going like all the time during like Butcher and and um, and uh, Buxton, and then the end when Reed came in, we went to like the Swindon game, um, mm. uh, Luton, I think. And um, the obviously Sheffield United game, all these I remember. And um, it's weird that we never really went any games in the 95, 96, 96. Well, did something change? Like, did you, did you, did, I don't know, did you dare stop? I wonder, I wonder, no, well, I, I wonder if you just couldn't afford to take us all. It's possible, maybe like, started, uh, maybe it just got started to get a bit too expensive because we got a bit older. Well, as Craig mm. said, the 96-97 season was season ticket holders anyway because they reduced... Yeah. Exactly. That That's why the, so the kids' club I used to go with, which meant my dad could go in the forward end and not have to put up with me nagging him to sit yeah. on someone's shoulders or go on like, so will, concrete blocks. You know what I mean? I, I, could, I, had a, I was taken care of, but that stopped for 96-97, yeah. I think. I think, so, but, you know... It was, it, was, it was one of them where it was just, I think... But we knew we were getting season tickets for the first... Yeah. The first season at the new ground, so I remember like all through that season, it was hope was like wanting to stay up because we want to be in the Premier League in the in the in the stadium, but going all the time to the to the to, to the colliery, seeing it being built. Remember seeing like Tony Norman like on just off Westerton Way, like with his camera, mm. 
like taking photos <laughs> of the ground being built. Do you remember going in that little? There was like a little hut, like a visitor yeah, centre. Visitor centre, and it thing, had yeah. the plans did, and stuff. Did you go? Artist, did yeah. you did you go to Roger Park to do the um, to pick your seat at the new ground? I did. I did yes, that? I did it quite late with my friends, or because um, I was. I, I was obviously going, I was 16, so I was going with my mate at the time. Um, mm. I mean, a memory of the stadium announcer used to always wind the away fans up, I remember saying, because um, he used to always say, go and check out the stadium, it's being built across the way there now, and uh, whoever we were playing the away team, so say Everton, he would say, Everton fans, get yourself across as well, so your proper football stadium being built. <laughs> and he used to probably banter them off like that. But I mean, if you, you know, going to the park for me, was, was my secondary school years, by yeah. and it's almost like going the match was was your coming of age, really. You, Definitely, you're going with your friends, and it's a day before mobile, so the whole day would seem like an adventure where you're not in touch with the the rest of the world or anything, and you would go and meet and hang about and do whatever you need to do and, and go to the matches, and it's when you do you grow up, really, and and you oh, bond, yeah. and you're bonding with your friends, and um, yeah. it seems quite there's a bit of a symmetry for me. I think the fact that the the year we left Roker Park was the year I left school as well. Um, mm. So the season after that, the first season in the Stadium of Light, I was actually going and start going at the pubs before the game, where before I'd never done that. We would just be on the bus and messing around and stuff like that. So I remember, like, despite all that, because we'll have had the squad numbers in the Premier League season, but we didn't have yeah. squad numbers in the other seasons because obviously uh, now it's just throughout the league. And I had that green teal Avex shirt with Kibitsky on the back. I used to really like Kibitsky, and I think the reason why is because like, I didn't really understand at the time, but we've got Polish heritage, so I'd probably been indoctrinated to really like Kibitsky <laughs> for this reason. He was good, So though. like, I had this... Oh, no, he was. He was, was, uh, was but that was another... It's always these weird little fumes, isn't it? So the Gareth Hall getting the game ahead of Kibitsky, and he didn't get the record number of consecutive appearances. Yeah. I w- I'd obviously absorbed my dad's fume and was also a fume and didn't have a clue probably what any of this really meant because I was just a kid but I, I just yeah it was just funny they're the kind of memories I have and stuff if you go back a bit further not watching the 92 cup final like I went to play football in the street with me mate <laughs> so I was six so it just didn't mean anything to me but now looking back I would you know, it'd be much cooler if you could say, "Oh no!" Like <laughs> I was watching, I watched it. And I was like, "No, yeah, I watched I twenty minutes." I didn't watch night two FA Cup final life. Well, I'm not going to go on about that because I'm still bitter about the fact that I didn't get to go to the final. As you <laughs> oh know, yeah, you've mentioned this after before. Going, yeah, after going to the, I'll tell you what, tell you what though, the, the one game I went to that season in '96, '97 was the Wimbledon game. That was it. That was the only oh. game I went to. So it was my first away uh, game. Uh, it was a Wimbledon game. Thousands down there was 15, the game. There was 15,000 in there. It's back to the... I don't think I've, seen, I've, I've never seen Sunderland win, I don't think. Well, the no. 2014 League Cup semi-final, maybe, where we've took a crowd like that. But uh, Lee, I mean, we, I guess, you know, we... I almost want to brush over the Wimbledon game because we got, you know, we lost. We had chances to win the game. It summed up our season, really. We should have won yeah. the game. We didn't. We got relegated. But your your sort of overriding memories of Roker Park before we, we finish up? As a fan and as a uh, you live the dream, Lee. No, yeah, I mean, you've just, you've, you've all, you've all got stories like I have. I remember, you know, watching, you know, the uh, early 80s, uh, watching that and obviously the Gary Rowell and going to St. James's Park and watching Gary Rowell score three, beating, beating them there. Some great memories. Uh, I remember being there when we, after the FA Cup final, 
we played West Ham and we went up. We got promoted after beating them. Uh, mm. Stan Cummins scored. I remember we got in late because uh, our school, St Cuthbert's, we had a cup final. And we'd won the cup final and we'd get late to the ground. And we just got in the rotor end and we got the top. And all the team was about, was about as I say, about nine or ten of us, us lads. We were getting passed above heads <laughs> down to the front <laughs> of Amazing, the rotor end. Because the kid, that's where it was like, a, it was like a, uh, the children's air penned area, I suppose, mm. you know, in the, at the front. So we just got passed down. And I remember at times leaving Roker Park and my feet not actually touching the floor. Mm. It was that packed. So there was some scary bits, but again, this the when when I mean I remember being Chelsea some massive games, but I remember when being my mates and Sunderland scoring and being in that wave of movement in terms of when the crowd was standing and jumping up and down, and then you you'd be with your mates, and then by the time you'd finished, like be one at one far end of the corner of the, the, the ground. It was just <laughs> the movement of the fans and the the roar, the pushing, the, the, the that sort of stuff. Just just the, the noise and stuff as a kid just just was 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 immense. Yeah, I just, just, I, and I, for I, me that was it. His head, and my dad used to tell me like you say, but my dad used to then go to one club to another club to another, as in workmen's clubs on the way down. So I used to have to just sit outside while he'd drive a beer with his mates, a can of Coke, pack of crisps, and I used to sit outside with maybe another couple of lads who we waiting for my dad to come out and we'd walk across to the, the ground. And, and then he used to just throw us out of the turnstile. <laughs> yeah, and amazing. That, and that, that was when I think they made them the full length because there was just loads of kids just getting thrown getting in. Chucked in. Yeah. It's like so, another world, yes. isn't it? Compared like, yeah. now, like this, even because obviously when we were going, even in Walker in the terrace, I don't know if you ever experienced that kind of wave of movement, Stephen, but certainly, like, it was just much more sparsely populated when, yeah. when I oh, went. I it would get... I, I used to obviously... I, I feel sorry for any fan who never experienced the, the, the feeling of not being big enough to see by standing up, so you would sit on one of the yeah. barriers... And your dad Aye, would be behind you, man. just keep, keep keeping you on and keep you steady. Something kind of that's a really, really fond memory I have. That's it, yeah. You know, be, I talked about the coming of age, going with your friends and stuff, but before that, being with your dad and going with your dad and bonding with oh, him as well. And football does that, doesn't it? it it's, it's, the, it's you know the it, game. It, it does. The game I remember where it was like I like football was we played uh, Crystal Palace on an eve, on a Tuesday night, um, and Nigel Martin was in goal for Palace. Um, and we won one nil, and I think Phil Gray scored in the full well end. And I remember that night as a like quite. I remember what I was wearing, um, and every it was. We went in. Were you gonna? What was it? It was like a. <laughs> what like were mustard, you wearing? It's like this mustard sweater that me, I bought off my brother. Like got borrowed off my brother because it was like cold. Um, nice. And he was like, I got this like sweater, and, like get wrapped up warm to go to the match, and it was a pound to get in. And we went it's in and, and we went uh, through the. Um, we ended up in the palace fans. So the steward came and took us because obviously the palace <laughs> was in the roker end. So we went in the wrong turnstile. Um, but I met like it's we like I remember like Richard Ord scoring from near the halfway line in a game once, like right at the end, and it went in off the bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we it was a. Grimsby, Grimsby, I think he scored when he went nuts and he started running around the ground. Yeah, doing the but, doing the yeah, I can even remember that. I don't think I was yeah. at the game, but I've seen the I've seen the footage. I think yeah, it was his first first ever goal. Yeah, I think he scored and he just went absolutely. Right. He, well, well, he, he well, did he I, anywhere, but, but it was it was <laughs> he was about forty five yards out and it like hit the you know, bar. It was unreal, wasn't it? Somebody followed him anyway, didn't it? But it already crossed the line. 
Yeah, um, clipped the bar and went in. But like, there's like it's weird. Like sometimes still, it's weird. Like if I have, I've had dreams where I've been at Roker Park, which is weird. Obviously, I still dream. Yeah, I still dream. I'm playing. Or I'm, you know, and I'm playing at Roker Park. Still, still to this day. Sometimes I wake up and I go to wife. I'm going. I've just dreamed. I've played again. It's just, just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just you kind of. I don't think it ever leaves you. That I think. No, as, long as, you don't, as long as you don't have nightmares about that Liverpool game, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the 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 worst that was the the Wimbledon one was the was the killer. Oh, uh, it was horrible. That that, that, that yeah. I wake up with a cold sweat sometimes with that because we got we I had so many. Remember we, we, it. We had like it was a real like our, that game. We had so many. It felt like we had like about three or four attacking players. It was almost like we decided like we're gonna have four forwards on at any point in the game. That's what it felt like, and we just couldn't create a real clear chance. And then we, we, we created one. We missed one a couple of decent ones. I remember that, well, Paul, well, Paul Stewart. St- Paul yeah. Stewart missed that header from about a yard out. Yeah, and still remember, and still. And still, the, the, the pitch. <laughs> like, say, I mean, uh, the ball over. Wimbledon did their, their, their normal stuff. They leave the dressing room open and start like pumping iron before the music. So on. It's a, it's a, it's fairly intimidating play. But the pitch I remember was just dry. I mean, now it? you just, they just, you just, you just see them now, and it's lovely and grass. There wasn't hardly a blade yeah. of grass on this pitch, oh. and it was bobbly as hell. Yeah. And I, and I remember the, you know, the enormity of the game and how nervous I was. And just before the, the game kicked off, a streaker ran on. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a cool thing at every game. Yeah, it? and I was marking Dean Holdsworth, and I think he'd had he'd been in the paper the week before by been shagging some PH three girl, uh, <laughs> and he just looked at me and he went, "If she's coming for me, I've had it. I've had it. Mrs. will kill us." And she Jesus. did. She ran straight over <laughs> to him. I'm stood, I'm stood right next to him and got the full glory of this last. Because she was absolutely beautiful. She was unreal. But, uh, but then we kicked off, and I remember obviously going back to the start where Brace was. Brace was the safe pair of hands, and you got it. Just got it off the goalkeeper. Where instead of bashing it, you still like give it to Brace, and then it used to be you know, a bit of a triangle out. And Brace just got the ball, and he just virtually kicked it out. And I thought, if Brace is nervous, we're in for a long, long, long day here. Mm. And there was it was bobbly as hell, and it was tough. It was a it was a slog as well. We didn't play well. Yeah. They weren't great on that day. They were just a typical Wimbledon mm. side, and but uh, we didn't not too many. Clear cut chances, but we were on top without doing anything, and then they yeah. break away. They break yeah. away in Scott. And, and I don't, and I, I don't even want to. Uh, Jason Yule wasn't. I don't even want to dwell yeah. it too much because it's a sad end to, to that season and to leaving Roker Park and stuff. And Coventry kicked off later, even though they were. Yeah. Oh, I was going to mention that. They yeah, were again in North London, we were in South London, but they mm. got their game. Spurs. Yeah, yeah Spurs. Spurs, 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 Spurs put a really weakened, up. put a really weakened yeah. team out as well. And it's just you know leaves us out. All those it, things. It, what it does is it, it it leads us on nicely to whether we or whoever else is part of the Wiseman say team. Look at the next two seasons, which are the fun mm. ones. Um, well, that was the first time I didn't even go to that game on you, Stephen. Um, I, I, that was the first the, time something made me cry that Wimbledon game <laughs> As I, I'd listen to it on the radio just a quick mention of the last ever game at Roker Park because it wasn't yeah, oh yeah definitely. it's the Everton one really was a competitive one you think about but we beat Liverpool 1-0 John Mullen scored John Mullen actually scored the winner against Man United as well which we didn't mention did. um, earlier on the season when he moved back to midfield when Lee Clark got injured I thought he was really good in the stadium well, well, yeah, yeah, was yeah, a good I never played in the Liverpool game because in the mid-season they're talking about the Brian Dean. Sam Allardyce came in the backroom staff for a couple of for a couple of games. We <clears> went away to Leeds. Uh, we're getting beat one 0 but again, you know, we played well and we should have we should have been up. But 
absolute Sam Analyst actually followed me in the toilets after the half time and just got in my ear and just said, Smash Brian Day, virtually. <laughs> he just said, Do him, smash him, get in his face, smash him. He says, Soft dish, and get, get stuck into him. <laughs> and the, after about 10 minutes of the uh, second half, the throw in coming, it just bounced, and I could just see he's sticking his leg in, and I just went, Right, he's having it. So I went to smash him. But again, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, he's probably played about 250 games by now. He's just seen it and just turned his stood towards us. And I'd smash my ankle against him. Uh, knew I've hurt myself, but because I was playing for Sunday, I didn't want, to, didn't want to pretend I was injured, but carried on playing. And then after the game, realised once I went, once I eventually got an x ray, I'd actually detached my ankle bone. Oh, God. Dear. Brutal that. That's a brutal uh, way to go out. <laughs> so, so then I, straight away I was rushed, once I got the thing, I'd, I, I actually had a load of pins put in and screws and just wired it up so I could finish the end of the season. Damn, man. As soon as the season the season finished, I was rushed. I was but then went back into hospital, and they took all the gubbins out, took all the screws and stuff because <laughs> it had virtually healed by then. So I was on, I was on crutches when we played Liverpool. Uh, <sighs> didn't really see much of the game because I was getting very very drunk with uh, Robbie Fowler in, in the in the players lounge. Sounds yes. alright. Liverpool put a strong <laughs> team. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go out. We'll go out there, and it sets us up nicely for whoever does the the two first seasons in the Stadium of Light. But something quite romantic about the fact Dominic Matteo played in that game. I think <laughs> we've done a bit <laughs> of a full, full circle. circle there. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, he played for Liverpool in, in the final of a game at Rocker Park, so he got his moment. He got his moment to play for Sunderland at Rocker Park. Uh, not play for Sunderland, <laughs> but he got his moment to play at Rocker Park anyway. Um, so that's been a. <laughs> We might split it up into two. We've been going quite a while. I'll say I'll decide when I start editing it tomorrow. Um, but um, we'll we'll keep bringing you these these podcasts, the pandemic pods. We're calling them during this this time of time of recording. Um, you know, we're still very much doing this from our home. We're not allowed to go anywhere, so we'll keep doing it as long as people want to keep listening. But um, I've been wanting to do this one for a while, so I'm really grateful you came on Lee as well and give us a bit of a bit of play insight um, to the doors two last seasons. At Rocker Park, I do really feel sorry for you if you missed it, because um, it was <laughs> such a special place. Um, but let's mm. not rewrite history. It was an absolute dive by the end. Of <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.